Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Siddiq Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, right now we are in the last few episodes of our gender series. And once again today, we are joined by my co-host Dini and our special guest speaker, Sis Jana, uh, on our podcast. So if you guys don't know about Sis Jana, she's actually quite active on Instagram. And her Instagram handle is jaina.c. And I hope I got that right. Uh, so if you guys want to have uh, some you know, catch up on her life or some Islamic content, do follow her as well. I think she's been quite an inspirational figure in some of our convert journeys, especially for us Chinese Muslims. So, you know, uh, such a rare thing to have in Singapore. So I, I guess we just grab whatever we have, right? Subhanallah. So today, actually our first episode with Sis uh, Janna, we actually talked about her female heroes in Islam. And today, we'd like to end it off with a more in-depth discussion about gender and, and how her experience with gender has been like. So we'll start off with getting to share her hijab story and subsequently we'll ask her and we discuss with her some questions uh, pertaining to gender in, in, in which we've already set the foundation for in our first two episodes. So um, I, I also acknowledge that uh, in this podcast, I'm, I'm the odd one out. Uh, I'm, I'm the male here. So uh, for the better part of the podcast, inshallah, I will defer my time to Dini who will be hosting the podcast for us today. And I'm just the one who gives comments and, and any of my points if I have any, inshallah. Bismillah, Dini. MashaAllah, thank you so much Brother Siddiq. Um, so, Assalamualaikum Sis Jana again. Uh, before we start, why not, why not you share with us, how did you start wearing the hijab? Usually when people start wearing the hijab, it's because they feel closer to Allah and they want to do right by Allah and you know, yada yada, like, tempted answer. For me, it was because I felt like I was getting further away from Allah because I was too um, engrossed in my daily duties as a new mother. And I felt like I have neglected my duties and my responsibility as a, as a new Muslim, you know. And I know that that cannot carry on because I'm a mother to a Muslim child. And I know that if I don't put myself back onto the straight path, I'm not going to be able to be the right um, person to, to teach her at home. Because I, I, I was a stay-at-home mom. Now I'm a stay-at-home working mom, still staying home, right? So I'm perpetually with my kids all the time. So if I do not set myself as an example um, or even begin to, then what are they going to learn from? Yeah. So I think that at a point of time, it was a push that I needed to force myself to do, you know, like to push me back onto the street path. And I think at a point of time, the best decision for me was to don the hijab as a constant reminder that you know, I'm a Muslim woman, I have to center and I have to center myself, I have to refocus my priorities. And that was what the hijab did for me. Mashallah, thank you so much. So can I just ask from a sister to another sister, um, how was it like wearing the hijab? Was it very difficult initially? Difficult. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. Every day I had headaches. I felt like I was dehydrated. I was sweating. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find like, the right clothes to wear. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so hard to shop for hijab friendly clothes you can have long sleeve but the back is bare or your shoulders are bare or like there's a lobang here or like it's transparent or like you know it's so hard but alhamdulillah now there are more um, Muslim apparel brands and, and I, I think the journey just got easier when I stopped focusing on looks and focused more on covering myself 
actually if I can share it, I love to hear about um, women's hijab stories because it's so interesting to hear like uh, what made them want to wear the hijab, right? And oftentimes you always think that like, there's a shift in their worldview that that's why women want to wear the hijab. But sometimes it's really just like, oh, I feel like it. Or like, I feel like I'm going, I'm being further away from the religion. So it's really just sometimes like a, like, a, like in the moment they want to wear the hijab, right? And I remember when I didn't want the hijab. Um, sorry, I just, just to share, you can edit this out. Okay, so I remember when I first wore the hijab and I had a group of non-Muslim friends with me at that point in time. And the first time I went out with them, they looked at me and they were like, you're so ugly. And I remember being so shocked because I was like, hmm. Hmm, Allah is testing me. Like, I didn't wear the hijab for beauty, right? And you always assume that like, if you take, like, if you wear the hijab and you know it's for Allah, that Allah will make it easy for you. But I really sometimes, even for myself, like, when I started wearing the hijab, life became a little bit more difficult for me. Like, you don't know what to wear, you don't know what styles is your face, right? And I think, mashallah, to all the sisters out there, if you're struggling, like, we completely understand your struggle. But like, it's okay, it's okay. We seek our rewards in Allah, not with like other humans. Yeah. I think for me as a revert, someone like I'm a Chinese revert, eh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they'll be like, hey, you Chinese, you need to wear hijab. Man. Like, Chinese or not, I'm still Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I guess wearing the hijab wasn't, uh, didn't bring about such big re- reactions as compared to when I decided to revert to Islam. Yeah. Because I think, I, I guess after I have already made the decision and like officially reverted to Islam mm-hmm. would be like ah uh, that's probably like the next course of action, you know. That's mm-hmm. all but um, I guess with my own family, it's like you you won't hear people like saying anything. It's just the looks on their faces, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I don't blame them, you know, because like people are usually resistant to change, even though change is like the constant, the only constant in your life. Um, but you can see on their faces they go like like they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. a little but I guess they, they don't know why they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know but when we don't bother about his creations and focus and refocus ourselves and, and know that we're doing this for Allah mm-hmm. and actually also for ourselves mm-hmm. um, the objective is clearer you know like you won't be so distracted and be so bothered about like why mm-hmm. like how you yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's very nice. I think sometimes like if you reflect, right, he might put these uh, bits of discomfort in your life so that you become more focused in your intentions, yeah. right? Because you know you're not here to please the creation. Yeah, so, yeah mashallah, mashallah. Thank you so much, Asif Jana. Um, so, right, uh, moving on to the next question. Then, uh, given our very comprehensive discussion on gender and um, women in Islam, do you feel that there is a superior gender in Islam? Because the women can't do it about the men and the men can't do it about the women. <laughs> when I when I was first reading the Quran, I think actually the second time when I was reading it, I like, I found out some fun facts about, about the Quran. The number of times the word men and women appeared in the Quran are equal. That's so amazing, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing, mashallah. And I mean, a whole chapter is already dedicated to women, right? In, in, in the Quran. And mm-hmm. Prophet Muhammad also, like, he said to treat women right. Mm-hmm. I think it was also because um, at a point of time, he knew that like, people were not being right. And still, at this point of time, where you, where you, where you think about how um, in this society, yeah, not, just in, not in Islam, like men and women are treated differently. 
it makes you wonder whether women and men are actually equal, like in Islam. But when you go back to the basics, when you go back to the Quran and read everything, then you realize, yeah, actually, we are supposed to be equal. Right, I think it's so amazing. I think that you mentioned, right, the Quran was sent down um, 1,400 years ago. And this was in the context of a society that was not treating women equally as well. And then yeah. they offered to correct everything. And um, the Quran is unchanging, right? I think it's so amazing, mashallah. Like, <laughs> just think about that. It's unchanging. So many hundreds of years later, everything that we have in the Quran still is relevant, right, mashallah. Um, yeah. but then, like you mentioned, the reason why maybe um, there are discussions on whether whether there's equality or you know discussions of gender inequality, it's because that the, the teachings have uh, kind of like digressed where we are right now, right? So on that note, like what are your thoughts on how women are being treated in society today, and do you think that this is aligned to the values of Islam? Definitely not. I mean, there are, there are so many different cultures in the world, right? Yeah. Different, different cultures are treating women differently, but I mean, I, I can't speak for how women are actually treated, but based on what has been reported and like looking at how the society is has always been sexualizing women as objects and even when there are feminists fighting for the rights of women, you wonder what it is for you know like I'm still trying to wrap my head around it so I can't give you a, like, a definite answer mm-hmm. but as it is in this society I don't think women are, are being treated the same mm-hmm. even though women are demanding for the rights mm-hmm. and I don't I, I don't even know whether the, the, the manner in which they are demanding for the rights is correct so these are my thoughts on what's happening around the world. Okay. So what do you think are the gaps, um, if there are any, and how do you think it can be addressed then? I guess in terms of education, mm-hmm. um, not just for women, and I'm not talking about education in school, I'm talking about the education of gender roles for both males and females. It's something that has to start from home. And we are talking about education of like, the, uh, yeah, gender roles. Lah. So, I think boys need to be taught a lot more. I mean, for Muslim boys, they need to be taught a lot more because they eventually grow up to be imams of their family, of their families. And I guess culturally, we are not doing enough. And in Islam, when people want to emulate um, Prophet Muhammad, I feel like people are still cherry-picking what they want to follow. And like Prophet Muhammad was a very dedicated family man. He was always there for his wives. He was um, like sewing his own buttons. He was helping around the house. He was always there for his children, educating his children. So he was a very prominent figure in his household as well, not just for the Muslim society, uh, like Islam or Muslim society in the past. So I guess that is what, we have to focus on for our boys right now in this generation to be able to bring up more like proper Muslim men. Mm. So I that's a gap. Still lacking. Yeah. I guess we are working towards it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's work, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we discussed this in our previous podcast as well. Sometimes when we talk about gender roles in Islam, right? Um people perceive that there are like greater like power accorded to the men. 
um, in Islam. But I think we were corrected on this in our discussion with Ustaz when he said, you know, there's a lot of accountability also. Like with power comes responsibility and accountability. Yes. Sometimes you forget that. Right. Yeah, sometimes you forget that like even though you have all these roles that you get to play as men, um, you have to you have to remember that this comes with accountability not just to the people you're responsible for, but ultimately to Allah, right? And I think I think that bit sometimes um escapes the education when we talk to our boys and our men. Yeah, we just tell them you have all these powers. We don't tell them like you have to be responsible by the yeah, so I think, mashallah, I think definitely, um, not just for the men, I'm sure uh, women can also be educated as well for the men and the women. Um, with that, thank you so much, uh, since Jana. I would like to invite you to end off this podcast with a message to our brothers and sisters in Islam. <laughs> My message is always just to always realign your priorities because I think as humans, we tend to lose focus very often. We have to recenter ourselves and um, we have to ask, like, what would Prophet Muhammad do? Refer back, refer back to what he did in the past. Like, there is already a set of, of not say rules, like, but like stories for us to, to go back on and question ourselves, like, what is our intention for doing so many things? And I think as a new Muslim, it's very overwhelming and very daunting when there are so many like challenges thrown away and you are not used to handling things in a new way but even born Muslims are still learning so like for reverts like give not say give yourself a break but like cut yourself some slack and don't give yourself such a hard time thinking that you cannot live up to um you know um the expectations or like the levels of a born Muslim because we all start somewhere, you know. I'm st- I'm I'm still learning. I I feel like I just started learning. I'm still learning, and there's so much more for me to learn. There's a long way to go. Like I don't know why people look up to me. I there is nothing for for people to look up to, <laughs> you know. Like you should always work on improving yourself first before you look up to other people and. And, and think that oh you know I want to be like that person maybe be a better version of yourself first yeah Mashallah that was very beautiful with that I'm going to invite um, the real Spider-Man of the show <laughs> <laughs> share your thoughts and maybe close the session so um, she, she, when she mentioned with power came responsibility I I, I was immediately shook back into, into this podcast and I was wondering <laughs> if I was watching a Spider-Man movie subhanAllah <laughs> so um, thank you so much for passing your time back to me guys and thank you so much for the enlightening podcast I, it was a short podcast I think it was 25 minutes long but in this short 25 minutes I'm, I'm glad that we planned plan this podcast like, I, I, I'm, I thank Allah for the opportunity to sit here to listen to the POV of two uh, two sisters and to learn about uh, gender roles and, and how you guys view uh, how you guys think you guys are um, you know seen in society and that's something that I think is quite valuable, not just for females to listen to, but for males to listen to. And I just wanted to give a short overview of what I've learned today. And I just wanted to start with a job story. So I think something that would hold back a lot of converts is um, from, from dying the hijab is something that you mentioned, right? Sometimes you don't know, like sometimes there's no much reason for you to start wearing hijab. Sometimes you just feel like it. Or sometimes you you, you want to do it, but you're afraid, like whether, will you be like, wow, you know, I'm showing off with my friends, like, oh, I'm religious now. Or like who would say something like against me, right? but like remember that this inclination is from Allah. 
So you, you do it anyways because this is something that Allah has inspired you with. So, so try to do it first. And if there's arrogance, then you try to push it out in, along the way. You know, if there's fear, then you ask Allah to help you by giving you strength along the way. But whatever it is, if Allah has given you this inspiration, don't uh, throw away the gift that Allah has given you. SubhanAllah. You know, don't throw away this precious gift that Allah has given you and, and, and you grow with it, right? So perhaps you may, might not get it on the first try. I think like I've we've, we've actually interviewed like sisters that had like five attempts to wear the hijab. Like for maybe first time, like in the first one week, and then the second time was a month, the third time was a year, and then, and then like they, they, they take a step back, and then the fourth time was like half a year. But the fifth time, Allah has given them the they've shown a the sincerity, and Allah has given them the strength, they, they do it for the rest of their lives, right? So, so yes, definitely life is a roller coaster, you know. Yeah. But whatever gets you started, you roll with it, inshallah. So, all right, and also when you guys talked about gender roles, right? Um, this podcast will be. This podcast will, is, is not just for the, for, the, for the sisters, but also for the brothers. Because when you guys talk about gender roles, you guys talked about how men are also involved in, in this particular situation. It is not the fact that um, there is no cause to whatever is happening in society. Even within our Muslim community, uh, we look at our own community and we, 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 we ask ourselves, are, are women being treated the way that they should be treated? But are we Muslims then? Unre Muslims and don't we have proper teachings? Uh, classes not available for us to learn, and and that's because we realize that perhaps one gender is pushing for it, but the other gender might not be attuned to it yet. And and you know the proper way to go for it is not just the activism of one gender, but but the activism and the cooperation of both genders. Men are involved in in the glorifying the the restore the restoration of women to their proper place, the maqam of women. Men are also involved. And we, we are involved in a sense where the way that we portray it to our family, the way that we act in our lives, the, the way that we treat women around us sends a message to the brother that's across the, the restaurant that sees our behavior. This, this is how we affect other people as Muslims. And, and then you, we talked about activism. So, so in Islam, activism is not something we hold a banner and then we go outside somewhere and, and we ask for change to be made. In Islam, yep. activism starts from ourselves. The beauty about Islam is that when we want to change, we don't ask for people to change it for us. We do it ourselves. We have narrations of the Prophet that, that teach us how, the, how we can change. The, the biggest of, of, of hijrah is not the hijrah of, of a physical journey, but rather a hijrah from, from one state to the other, an improvement of our state. And that is activism in Islam. Our, our scholars didn't um, go on to protest, but rather they, they wrote books hoping to inspire themselves and, and others to, to change for the better. And, and, and that's when we, we can really change as a society. That's when we see the Prophet and, and his behaviors, we take it on. And perhaps if enough people do it, we can start a movement together. Right. And, and of course, then how do we do so? So many house, right? SubhanAllah, Islam is, is so, so beautiful. But, and, and at the same time, he has given us a guide to do so. How, how then do we do it properly, right? And that's true learning. You know, uh, since Jannah, you mentioned the cherry picking of the behaviors of, of Rasulullah. And, and it's true, it's true because we, 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 are, we lack education. We, we want to learn about the things we want to learn about. Everyone wants to be an imam. But, but not, not everyone knows what it takes to be an imam. It's not just the recitation of the Quran. It's not just the knowledge of Islam, but the way that we treat the people around us. But not everyone is ready to take the journey to, to, to obtain the rights of, to become an imam of the family. And, and with that, the rights will come into play. If you are an imam, but you are not fulfilling the rights, then you'll be punished on the day of judgment. Not only you, but in narration, they say the sins of your daughters and your wives will be also on upon you because you have not guided them properly. So indeed, with great power comes great responsibility. Subhanallah. So what about for new Muslims now? I'll end with this. 
um, like what you mentioned and, and like what I've experienced myself, sometimes it's so daunting. It's so difficult. As a Muslim, do I then support the feminist movement? Do I then, as a male then, do I support or do I not support? Do I support the masculine movement? Do I support the pink dot or any other, all the different dots? What do I do then, right? Uh, yeah, we realize that we need we need education to do so, but sometimes it's also difficult to learn. So many things to learn. I'm learning how to read the Quran. I'm already learning how to do fake and, and so many things to learn. What's the order for gender then? For all these things, for all the things we can learn through interactions, we have the privilege of good teachers around us. We have the good uh, privilege of role models around us. People like like yourself and you ask, you know, why do people look up to you? Because you're on social media, you, you, you are briefly struggling with, with the challenges you face as a Muslim. And that in itself is inspiring to people. And, and we, we, we look upon the people that have, have perhaps had the opportunity to study and we learn from their examples. And, then, and that's not difficult, you know, in, in that sense we learn. And, you know, one, one could go through dozens of books but not implement any of the learnings. But one could just look at someone else who has, who has walked that kind of path and, and we learn from them. And that's what Commerce Central is here uh, to do as well, for us to learn from the examples of the people who have came before us. Right, so subhanAllah, such a good discussion. And as a male, I've learned so much. I feel like, you know, uh, I, I do need that one year of time from this year to next year when we do our gender series to really refine myself so that I can be a better male, you know, to the people around me in life. SubhanAllah. All right. <laughs> Inshallah, please keep me in your duas. But thank you so much, both of you, for coming onto our podcast. It's been indeed an honor, not just for myself, but for Dini as well. SubhanAllah. And we will end this podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Tu Asr. SubhanAllahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa tubi ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. والأصل إن الإنسان لفي خص إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته